So friend of the pod, Sid Jordan, you might recognize her from our um, signs episode yeah. from 20 Days of M. Night Shyamalanuary. Yeah. Um, she texted me. She said, hey, do you know, I'm going to I'm gonna name drop my other friend. You know, Emily Zaprianov. And I was like, yeah, I do. And she, oh, I was like, what? Like, what is what is going on here? And she's like, OK, so here's what happened. She's at work. And she was like talking to her coworkers, and she's like, sorry, I zoned out for a couple hours. I was listening to the latest Tipsy Terror episode. What? No. It's great to have listeners. That's oh awesome. My so God. she tells this to her coworkers. And one of her coworkers, who's Emily, and didn't know this at the time, she was like, oh, I have a friend on that podcast. Wow. And the friend is me. <laughs> I'm not telling the story very well. It sounds it, it sounds like it makes more sense in my head, but I'm I'm not relaying it very well. Basically, I got recognized for being on a podcast, and yeah. now two of my friends know each other. Like, well, they knew each other at work, but now I'm in the mix. Wow. Well, that that is that's that's a fun story and anecdote because, like, um, it's not that. Um, what how do I say this? It's not that uh I think we have listeners even after I hear stories like that, but it's nice <laughs> to hear that people listen. I don't know if that makes sense. It is nice. We have a like we have a base. <laughs> we have a listener base. We always people joke are aware of us. We always yeah. joke that there's like two people out there and I still believe that, but I love them. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast, thanks. A bell Refill Mr. Franklin's glass, will you? Now, when you get up there tonight, don't drink too much. Oh, don't worry, I won't. How about a whiskey and soda? Uh, less soda than usual, thanks. And this is wine. To drink. Just a sip might improve your humor. Aren't you drinking? I never drink. No, I've had a couple. Come on, I'm not drunk. And an excellent vintage it is too. But if you're implying that I'm tipsy, sir. And welcome to Tipsy Terror. This is a podcast about horror movies and drinking if you want to. And um, I'm Harish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Sam. And I'm Molly, one of dozens of Americans living with COTC. Stop it! Google it! What's COTC, Molly? Corn on the cob. It's corn on the cob. I hope Quinn listens to this episode so he gets corn on the cob twice. Oh no! I hope he got in like a month, right? A little less, like maybe a couple weeks. He It'll, won't yeah. fucking know what. He, oh, I. Oh, we have to like play up like that. This is the episode he has to listen to, but he has to do it organically. We have to plant the seed in his head that he wants to listen to this episode. Well, he's seen so this he movie. It. Yeah, so it's gonna interest probably him. Listen to it. Yeah. Oh my god. So he's gonna get oh corn on the cob. Corn on the cob. Corn on the cob, Quinn. How does it feel to get corn on the cob twice? <laughs> <laughs> Molly keeps Molly keeps doing this thing on TikTok where she coconut mauls me and it's really rude. <laughs> <laughs> she won't stop sending me yeah. videos. It's like getting Rick rolled, except for then it turns into Toad playing Mario Kart in a map called Coconut Mall, I guess. You and just got coconut mauled every i get duped every single time it, i like almost throw my phone when it switches to that <laughs> i need you to know that, did you do the one where it's like replace the blank with blank yeah and, and blank i did it i did the whole thing and i got coconut mauled anyways that's for like a specific part of tiktok we can move on i just needed to let it out that i keep getting coconut mauled 
You just got gay larvitar. <laughs> Send this to your friends that totally gay, gay larvitar. <laughs> oh my god. I, okay, we're doing that thing that we do every single episode where we spend so much time talking about nothing. But the movie we're here to talk about is called Ganja and Harris. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's good. It's it's a good movie that I did not yes. know anything about. Ganja and Hess from 1973, directed by Bill Gunn, who plays George Maida in this movie. So I read the Wikipedia. This movie's really cool because so the guy, the the writer director, um, Bill Gunn was I think a playwright or something, and um, these producers came to him and were like, uh, "We want to make a black vampire movie." Um, could you write it? <laughs> and he was like, sure. And then Gunn later told a friend, the last thing I want to make is want to do is make a black vampire film. He accepted the project with the intention of using vampirism as a metaphor for addiction. And since the producers were inexperienced at filmmaking, he got like a lot of creative control. And so he basically like took their money for, to make like like just like a shitty cheap you know like um popular like um blockbuster type movie you know and he made his own whatever he wanted like art good thing. for him i read i was reading um i don't remember what imdb which as we know is not the most valuable trivia but um i know that this movie like bombed and the general audiences and critics did not like it and yeah. um uh but like a few people around hollywood were like no nah, i get it i like it and like the stars were really mad because they were like nobody gets this movie and it's really right. good like they were like genuinely upset that like this movie deserved recognition and it, that it wasn't getting yeah uh there weren't a lot of sales so they um the producers like sold the rights to the movie to another company I and they those, recut yeah. it using like um unused footage and release it like with a different name it was um, they used 15 minutes of unused footage but also managed to make it 33 minutes shorter yeah so they cut a lot of it <laughs> um and that like was the version that was available for a long time i guess but yeah so <laughs> we watched the original the actual movie ganja and hess so harish this was your idea how did you find it just i was just scrolling on because uh, we wanted to do a vampire month um i was looking up vampire movies on letterboxd and i found this movie and yeah it looks interesting harish always goes for the art art ho movies yeah i feel like anytime we do an artistic choice it's always because harish <laughs> found it yeah, yeah I mean, oh for I sure harish finds the coolest stuff because molly and i are trash okay. and we go for like <laughs> the mainstream oh yeah <laughs> we're, we're, i don't think i've made one good recommendation we're both semi-campaigning <laughs> for blade <laughs> what's up what what'd you say i said we were both semi-campaigning for blade <laughs> and harish <laughs> okay to be fair i think blade still Blade oh is my good. God. Guys, Harsh I likes have Blade. a May lineup. Blade. Okay. <laughs> 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 <sighs> so, so you didn't know anything about this until like a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah, yeah. I think I'd heard of it before, but didn't know anything about it. 
I had not heard about it until Harish brought it up. I vaguely knew uh, that it was about a guy who got stabbed and became a vampire because you told us. And then I did not look anything up until today. And yeah. um, it's wor- it's worth looking up, okay? I I stand by that. It's worth looking up and knowing about way ahead of time. It's really good. Yeah. I didn't remember anything Harish said, so I went in um, just not knowing a damn thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in typical, typical my fashion. I don't know. I still don't know if... I, this is one of those movies where I am so worried that I missed something... Like, yeah, I feel that too. What do you mean? I get it. I I like I get it, and I get that I watched it and I understood what was happening, but for whatever reason, that feels wrong. I mean, there's a lot of symbolism. Yeah, I, and, and like, like so much of it's unspoken. It's just yeah, like yeah, long That's drawn out. Good. Like right, read into like what they're doing and their expressions, and like that can be hard to read sometimes. Like I I would I had a couple of bits where I was like, ooh, um, I think I I think I understand this. Not yeah. that it was all complicated or anything like that. It really wasn't. Like, I've seen more complicated movies than Gotham. But it's like, I always feel in movies like this that I'm like, shit, what if I'm missing the point and I think I have the point and it's the wrong point? Yeah. You know? Yeah. That, that's that that's articulating what, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I didn't really get a lot of the symbolism either. But, like, you can recognize that it's symbolism. But, like, I, I, I wasn't, like... <laughs> sober or like focused enough to be able to uh, like understand what it meant so this Um, is a this is a kind of a wild roller coaster of a film uh i was gonna say emotion but like it's more like um scenarios (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah so it opens with this like text saying that um this guy has screen he was an archaeologist or whatever he like went somewhere and got stabbed three times with a special dagger and it was like one time for uh the father one time for the son one time for the holy ghost and then it uh gave him an addiction to blood and he like was cursed to live forever or something like that and he some he kept the dagger somehow i guess yeah it came... yeah would um, you not keep it sam well, I figured it belonged to whoever used it on it. Right. <laughs> if uh, someone stabs me, I'm going to keep it. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it in. It's mine now. <laughs> oh, my God. So I recently purchased a knife. Oh, I saw the pic. <laughs> um, I never want to get stabbed with that. But if it were to happen, I'd have to keep it. You, you, know? should, you yeah. should carry that around for self-defense. Imagine whipping that out to somebody. Um, the... <laughs> No. Molly bought the most threatening knife off of an auction website. It looks like it's used for some sort of sacrifice. Okay, listen. I thought I was purchasing a small pocket knife that had a like a handle that looks like a scorpion tail. And I was like, that's going to be sick. I can't wait to have a small pocket knife if I need like self-defense or if I need to like cut something. But the knife is like a foot long. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my like, god. Like, it in my wow. It's like I'm carrying around a machete. <laughs> I feel ridiculous having like spent this money on such a large impractical knife. It's just your new letter opener. When you get packages, that's what you'll use to open them. 
Tessa! I'm gonna end up like cutting off a finger. Oh no. But anyways, or this... I'll just use it for cooking. There you go. <laughs> this knife is more of like a uh, a, a bone. A bone. It looks like a bone. Yeah. It's like a bone <laughs> made pointy. Right. Yeah. I like to think that it's a vampire bone. Oh. Well, it's probably because like isn't so we get a song early into the movie the it movie slaps. has a lot of great music on the soundtrack <laughs> but there's also like sometimes there's songs that are like telling the story as well and this one this one like i guess it's like sung kind of as like a hymn because it's just like a, a a lone like one male singer yeah and he's um doing this like hymn type thing and there's not a lot of background music but it's the the song is basically telling the story about how um a long long time ago there was like a group of people that were addicted to blood or something it he talks about like um uh it caused a lot of slaves to be murdered mm-hmm. and then but also like they were cursed that um they uh would live forever unless a shadow of a curse fell on their heart and uh whatever that means i i don't remember i i like i was writing i wrote down jesus hadn't been born yet and uh part of the like lyrics were like they were cursed to walk until the christians came yeah Um, because that got repeated right yeah yeah that's cool yeah it's a cool concept why Um, the the song was really good like what? Why? What is it? Just a pro Christianity movie? Or? I don't know. I that's one of the things where it's like there's like this. So um, at the very end, okay. So basic plot of this movie is this dude Hess Green is a vampire. He uh, well, hires. We'll talk about that anyway. He hires a guy, um, George Maida, as an assistant who is suicidal and who eventually kills himself. And after thinking he's killed Hess. Right. And Hess like um drinks his blood and hides his body and then um later uh Mita's wife, um, Ganja shows up and is like, Where's my husband? And also I just came into the country, I need a place to stay. Can I stay with you? Um so uh she stays with him and then they have an affair and then uh she finds Mita's body um and is, is okay with it she's mad about it for a, a little bit <laughs> we'll talk about that later but but then she's over it pretty quickly and there's a little scene of her explaining basically mm-hmm. her thought process um but hess is like okay i want to turn you into well, a vampire get married, and then he wants to yeah turn he's like i want you to live forever and she's like she i i don't know if she believed it I I, I couldn't tell, did. but it feels like she didn't believe that he was actually a vampire and was just going along with the fact that he thought he needed to kill people and eat them or whatever, drink their blood. Um, but anyway, so he, they, they have sex and then there's a scene of her, uh, we'll get to it. But anyway, like he does the whole process, turns her into a vampire and then um he decides that he wants to die and then becomes after uh, putting her through a traumatizing experience right like she does not have a good time so this is why i wanted so this is where i wanted to get to what i was gonna about to talk about is they read this book he reads he finds a book that talks about um the way that they can kill they can die and it's like they're they're the name of the culture is like murthia or something 
the Murthians are the name of the race of people that are the vampires. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's like, uh, this woman, third queen of Murthia, she like has he he's reading a quote and it was talking about i i thought it was interesting because it was it was basically explaining like the shadow of the cross has to fall onto your heart or whatever mm-hmm. but it was talking about it in this like simultaneously like legalese but also like poetic way because it was like because it wasn't saying like specifically christianity it was like if you believe in a god and then there is a symbol of that religion um which represents a sacrifice and a death and then that religion that symbol the shadow of that symbol falls on your heart then you can die or something like that because so complex and but so vague the way i'm saying it is definitely like exaggerating it it's a lot more poetic in the scene but basically it's it's like very vague but about like if there is a symbol of some sort of death or sacrifice that was to protect love then um if basically like if you can believe that religion and then that symbol falls on your heart then you uh die die see i thought i I, that sounds right because i we watched that we got through that and i was like so he just needs to accept Jesus, yeah, and that's it. But I guess like there's but also. But I think the... it's yeah, it's like a more metaphorical like accepting the idea that you can die for love or something <laughs> like that. So weird. I don't know. I don't know. I don't get it. Knowing, I'm, I'm not sober enough. Knowing now that you pointed out that it's like a metaphor for addiction, it this kind of makes more sense now. Right. This movie definitely makes a lot more sense it's cool because like he throws up in one scene after he drinks the blood and it like and also like a lot of scenes like he really does not seem like he wants to drink it but like he is forced to yeah and like she's kind of forced into it yeah she doesn't really want it and now she's stuck with it yeah now he's dead so it also kind of helps with like this film um this film feels very like dreamy. Yes. And there's a lot of like explicit dreams in it. Not explicit dreams. There's it. Oh my, what the fuck am I saying? Um, <laughs> there are, yeah, there are dreams that are explicitly dream sequences yes. in the movie. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Um, But like even when scenes aren't dreams, there like has this kind of like haziness. Right. To a lot of the scenes in it. And I think that's cool, especially kind of in the context. If, like it's a metaphor for addiction. Yeah. That's neat. I don't have anything else to add. Yeah, right? yeah. No, I, that's that's a good point. A lot of the scenes I think part of it also is cuz like I think this is a restored edition, but also it's like very old, like filmed in that 70s and they definitely like on film very grainy yeah um like sometimes the lighting is just what they had and yeah it's like different it's um it it feels a lot like yeah and it feels like um when you go to like an art museum and there's like an artist has done like some video art it feels like that kind of filming when you walk into a room expecting a beautiful mural and then you see a projector going onto a screen you're like oh shit i gotta sit through this god it's my least favorite part of being in art museums and i'm a film person right really i I hate do you guys like video art no i like it i do like it i 
Oh, I, I don't. love it. I never, I've never gotten into it. I, I get it. I get its appeal, but like, I don't like watching it. Yeah. I'm miserable the whole time. <laughs> I love. Here's my kind of caveat. I hate when people talk about video art, and I hate learning about it academically. But watching the videos and just like vibing, oh, it's so fun. Yeah, like <laughs> I'll get into it, but I, when I walk into an exhibit and I see it's a video, I'm like. Oh, this is not what I paid for. Like I, I came to look at other art. Like I come here for the other stuff. Don't make wow. me watch a fucking movie. One of my favorite like art pieces of all time is a video called Gross Fatigue. It's awesome if you haven't seen it. Also, you get the same effect if you watch the um Rich Friends Portugal the Man music video. So <laughs> that plus a backtrack. Beautiful. But yeah, this is really like one long arm. But I, see, I don't have a problem with it. I like it. It's, it's a good movie. Right. I mean, there is kind of a narrative. Like, yeah. there is a narrative, but it's like very low key. <laughs> um, but it's also, what? It's an art I, piece. I said it's an art piece. Yeah. Um, another thing that adds to it is the way it's edited. A lot of aspects go into this because there's also the music and the the way the dialogue there's there's certain scenes where (coughs) you good uh yeah i just have something in my throat (coughs) um uh there's certain scenes where um like there'll just be people talking like as voiceover but it's not the because their mouths aren't moving the same but like you're seeing them do stuff yeah it's like another scene's dialogue but like we're watching something later you know um and there's also a lot of like people telling stories um as if they're being interviewed and that as voiceover like one of the first like at the very beginning it's the voiceover of um this the reverend Mm -hmm. guy um talking about how he is a reverend and um, but he also like does uh he's the chauffeur and like a stable master or whatever for uh Hess. Yeah. And he's like Hess is cursed, um, but he's a victim, uh, because he's just addicted to blood. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and also there's the title card that goes like the part one victim. Yeah, there's only three parts though, there's right? Three parts, yeah. Part one victim, part two um survival survival and then part three was letting go it seems like that pretty much stopped once ganja got there yeah um so was he like a new vampire when we met him or has he been one i don't know it i don't know if it's because he seemed to not really understand how to handle himself you know and then during survival it immediately showed him like robbing blood banks and stuff like clearly he's gotten better at it and i don't know if it's just like it took him this long or what but right. i was just wondering like how long i don't know i don't know i also like okay so like he's like a vampire but <sighs> is he really he doesn't have any of the like vampire qualities like he can walk in the sunlight yeah. he can look in the mirror he lives he forever lives yeah he gets to live forever but and he has to drink blood, but like all the other like stuff that vampire, the, all the vampire side effects, he doesn't have. He eats. He yes. Eats. Yeah. I, he has the most important quality every vampire has. He's wearing yeah. jeans. No. He's hot. <laughs> and he's wearing jeans. 
<laughs> but yeah, he does have like an extra charisma. Oh, he does. No, no, I get it. But I'm saying like he doesn't have any of the downsides of being a vampire. Yeah. He has all the plus sides. So why is he going to die? He sounds terrible. He has to steal blood. He's addicted. Oh, no. It's an addiction. Oh, he no. He wants to end his addiction. Oh, no. I get to live forever. I just have to drink blood. And all the... And throw up. A lot of the... Well, not all of it, but some of the blood that he drinks, it, it just stumbles on in his lap. He doesn't even go seek <laughs> it out. He's just like, oh, yeah, there's blood here. I guess I'll drink it. Yeah. Dude, he's living the cushiest vampire life of all time. Yeah. He's not doing much work here. I mean, he does go out and kill some people, but like... Right. I don't know. He just, I get it because it's addiction and stuff, but I'm like, dude's a vampire. And he's like rich and nobody yeah, suspects him. So rich. it's like, just kill some people. <laughs> I don't know. That's, I don't know. that's me. Okay. That was, invite was me. people over for a dinner party. Yeah. And then have them sleep with your wife and then your wife kills yeah. him. <laughs> yeah. That, ha- that, that's another, okay. We should talk about this. Okay. That, um, so did he, okay, so there's a scene after him and Ganja get married, and she's become a vampire, she's new, she doesn't really realize she is one yet, she just feels weird and sick and dreamy, and so he invites- Well, it's, it's literally right after he, he does the dagger thing, he stabs her with the dagger, and then, um, she's, like, in bed sick, and he gives her some blood, and then he's like, um, I'll be home later, we're, we're gonna have a guest. Yeah. So she's like- I don't not quite up to speed on how to be a va- or like the vampire stuff. Anyways, so he brings home this guy, and they like volunteered at a rec center together or something. And there's not really any explanation as to why the guy's there. But then it's I want to. She's just inter- She's just she's asking him questions. Yeah, yeah, but like then it cuts to like a very long very gratuitous sex scene between her and the guy and did he just bring the guy over to like give to her or like you know what i mean like where was he what was his what was well he was there at the end i know so he knew it was going on but like it was that his intention i think it was gotta be he's just like sacrificing this guy for her so first when it started showing like the the sex scene it was intercutting between that and the dinner mm-hmm. so like and it also was like very focused on her face so at first i thought it was like her like fantasizing about having sex with this dude but i guess like i guess it's kind of that sort of dreamlike quality where it's like because also she is like sick mm-hmm. and kind of in a trance um so i guess it just like flows for her into that you know and like why are they sparkly are, is it a dream <laughs> it's they, very, they're very uh sweaty they sparkle there's a Glitter. point like that shifts where their bodies dead ass are covered in glitter and they are like shimmering like Edward Cullen standing in that sunbeam in the middle of Forks Washington <laughs> they are shining like diamonds Stephanie Meyer has seen Ganja and Hess confirm. She know she got her inspiration. You can't outdo the doer. <laughs> and then she like kills him, and there's blood everywhere, and the blood is sparkly. It's not. It's like not even just shiny blood. It's also yeah glittery. And I just that's such a that's such a choice. A lot of great seventies blood in this. Ugh, it's it's red as all hell. The red syrupy blood. You love to see it. I thick the scene at the beginning when um uh george uh shoots himself and 
uh, uh, Hess like is like lapping it up. All I could think was, I sure hope they didn't use that blood stuff in the scene where they showed his mouth on the floor trying to suck that up. Because that can't be good for your body to be, like, consuming whatever weird paint mixture <laughs> that was. <laughs> because it showed his, like, lips, and I'm like, that better be all. Like, it better stop there, because yeah. I do not want him drinking that. <laughs> I was worried. Right. Because it is, like, it looks like paint. It just looks like if I went to... um. Michaels and got me a tube of red oil paint and like thinned it out. Like that's what it looks like to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Like a crisp vermilion. Like, okay. Do you ever want to eat paint? Uh, when I was younger, I did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, kind of. Yeah. The texture of like licking paint off a paintbrush just sounds so good. And this <laughs> is like that perfect, like medium thick, like thicker. <laughs> Thicker than like water, thinner than pudding texture. Yeah, yeah. it looked appetizing. Right. <laughs> I just think it'd be not like, that I want to eat paint. That's not what I'm saying. Right. It'd be like <laughs> eating slime, like Nickelodeon slime. Nickelodeon that just slime. doesn't seem good. I bet it tastes like berries. Don't let it fool you. I love pudding, but that just doesn't seem. <laughs> Molly just. Do you I not think like pudding's paint? fine. I wouldn't say I love you pudding. You want to eat paint, but you don't like hey, pudding. Hey, I don't want to eat paint. That's not true. <laughs> it's not. I'm pretty sure I could rewind this like 30 <laughs> seconds and I've got proof. <laughs> I said explicitly I don't want to eat paint. <laughs> yeah, she said she didn't want to eat paint at the end. Whatever. Um, I, I didn't say anything about the tantalizing appeal of like licking paint off the brush. You know what's funny is I'm pretty sure we've been painting together and you have told me this before. <laughs> and I don't think I remember until just now that you were sitting there and you're like, look, I know you probably don't relate to this, but. <laughs> when we had our Ides of March painting night like two years ago. Yeah. That definitely happened. <laughs> There's a couple scenes where. Um... It's people telling uh, Hess stories that he is absolutely not interested in. Oh, God. <laughs> the They're first painful. One. Is that this podcast? What I'm doing to you guys <laughs> right now? At least we respond to you. Hess does not. Oh, yeah. He is just like mad. Don't cold <laughs> that guy. So the first one is like, so. And they're good stories. <laughs> Anyways. Hess meets um, Maida at a museum or something. They get introduced by this guy, Jack Sargent. Um, and then uh, they go to, he's like, yeah, this is Maida, your new assistant. And they go to Hess's house and Maida tells a story about, about his friend was a director who was filming a movie in uh, in holland mm -hmm. yeah and he says that um the word cut in english is the the c word in their language mm -hmm. in what language is dutch that? dutch yeah right dutch. they speak dutch in dutch holland. yeah in dutch um so like uh at the end of the scene the director yells cut and then everyone gets mad at him and the interpreter's like, you can't say cut because that's the C word. So in the next scene at the end, he just yells the C word and everyone's fine with it. And Hess is not amused at all. <laughs> just not listening. Does not even like say like, 
oh good story he just stares at him until (laughs) until george changes the subject and then he brings up being addicted to blood they have a little conversation he brings up because i think okay so i think he was because he's a um Merthian. no he's a um archaeologist yes so he was like just studying their culture right so i think he might just be because like if george is to be his assistant maybe like he he's familiar with the work and so maybe he just like brought it up to be like oh much like this thing you know but i don't know because there wasn't really much talked about but it also seemed like meta knew he was a vampire as well because okay um yeah so meta is suicidal we find this out um after a dream sequence um there's a little dream that has has about meeting jack sergeant in the museum and the dude's wearing a mask and then it's also intercut with footage of like african like tribal people um and then like there's the part where the dude reaches out with for a handshake Mm -hmm. and then the tribal person is like beckoning to hess or whatever i don't know it's it's a cool scene uh, a lot of that, that like repeats throughout the movie is really yeah cool too. yeah yeah anytime there's like some sort of vampiric thing happening there's this music that is like chanting with children um it's these kids chanting but they're like repeating it a lot and it's very loud and it's um, it's like in the Lost Boys, that one song at the beginning, how it's throughout the whole movie. It's like that. You know what I'm talking about? Because there's kids no, singing a song in oh, that movie yeah, and it's yeah. used throughout. Yeah. It's like that. Yeah. And it, it's really stressful. And there's also like... like um, Describe it, please. It's like... So like you have an electric guitar and you put an effect like on a it. reverb no uh distortion, distortion. yeah Dist- there's there's like a dis- um like a distortion in the background so it's like very like stressful the way the music makes you feel um but anyway uh so that uh has has that dream and then wakes up and then like he can't find meta so he goes out and meta's sitting in a tree and he's drunk and there's a noose just hanging there and uh he's clearly like just wanted to commit suicide and uh like he's very aware that he's like he knows what it looks like right he knows what it looks like and he knows that he's paranoid right now yeah i'm just drunk um and hess is like is there anything i can do for you and his response Meta's response is you know what you can do and then like like there's like a moment there's like a pause for a moment and then he's like um uh go over and get me my drink or something like that and tells him to get him his drink well, but like if Meta knows then why did Meta freak out when he killed him i don't know like and why did he kill him anyways i don't i didn't understand well why. was he just paranoid and <laughs> has so okay there's also some symbolism with this as well because like right after that scene has has like gets him down because he's like um dude i'm I'm the only black person in this area but again has like has a great charisma has a very good way of phrasing yeah. stuff um but basically he's very like convincing if you kill yourself here like the police are gonna come after me <laughs> um and so he brings him back in uh and uh, Meta tells a story about um, another time when he was suicidal and he like had this idea 
where he had two like two parts of himself there was the victim and the murderer Mm -hmm. and the murderer was the one who was killing him and the victim was like afraid and then like but at the end of that he was he tells the story about like the murderer had the knife to my throat and the victim i was scared and then but he couldn't complete it and um uh he says like the thing he says is like is it was like the murderer let the victim cut like the victim was controlling the hand yeah. when the murderer was in control. But so right after that, we get a scene of Maida in bed and I think he's like writing or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. He He's not asleep, but he's like in his bed. And then he like, it looks like Hess like attacks him and then they fight. And then Maida grabs the dagger and then like stabs Hess. And it looks like he's... Dead. Oh, for some reason in so, my mind, Maida started that. Did he? I don't know. Because I thought Hess was in bed and Maida came charging in. But I might be I wrong. I thought it was Maida in I, bed. I might be mixed up and just remembering it wrong. I don't know. But anyways, he kills Hess. Or thinks he does. But Hess yeah. can't die. And then and then the next scene, he like takes a bath. Um, uses his bath water to wash out his mouth. <laughs> which Molly was disturbed. <laughs> Okay, he is in the tub, naked. You were assuming this is filthy bath water, right? Yeah. And he, like, bends down, like, one of those, like, little bird that drinks the water things and starts gargling it up <laughs> like it's the tastiest fucking bathroom water of all time. And I just... That's where I draw the line, you know? <laughs> Drink as much blood as you can. The second you start slopping up your filthy bath water, I'm out. Well, he's not drinking it. He's just using it to wash out his mouth. I don't, it's not doing a good job. Some particles went down the gullet. He's putting, <laughs> he's putting more dirty stuff in his mouth. <laughs> yeah, it's just filthy. I I can't I can't defend it. I'm sorry. So this whole scene is shot like from like the corner of the room, looking down, it's like a security camera, and. The whole time there is a a gun in the on the corner of the bathtub, yeah, and I did not notice it until he reached for it. Um, I didn't so either, actually. That, yeah. I mean, it's, probably because we were cool. distracted watching him drink bath it's water. It's cool because, like, um, if if yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's cool because if you notice that, like, you can expect what's happening. But then, I don't know. It, I just think it's cool that like the gun's in the shot the whole time, but you don't notice it, and then. Um, so yeah, he, he takes the gun and then like, I guess like killing Hess was the final straw Mm -hmm. for him and he shoots himself, but Hess shows up right when he shoots himself and like, he seems very upset. Yeah. It felt like he was like reacting as if he was too late. But well, like, I'm sure he didn't want him to kill himself because he probably didn't want to deal with like the bot have like yeah. having a dead guy. Yeah, but he also like, I mean, why why wasn't he back alive sooner? Like, I don't. I mean, you gotta happen? regenerate. Like in a lot of vampire stuff, like you gotta like 
drink some blood it'll help you gotta like give it time if you don't have blood so like it's not like an instant like the the wound just suctions up it's more like i gotta sit here and let this happen for a minute right and most vampire stuff that's kind of how it is i mean he's like because he when he wakes up he like looks at himself he's like all right i'm good now like um and then he prays uh he like drinks the blood uh even though he doesn't want to he drinks the blood mm-hmm. and then he uh there's a scene of him praying in a field for for uh Maida. hear me out vampires are the most devout christians out there yeah yeah they fear god more than anything um yeah. well no because aren't like all vampires are eternally damned to hell yeah but they have to believe that oh you have to be oh my god because like why do crucifixes work on them because they yeah. believe that yeah that's a whole thing in uh the dracula bbc series thing you know yeah um but it's, like yeah. this movie i was thinking because he's he is like religious in this and um i was like oh it's so weird that he's religious and i was like is it though like because a well, lot of them are like, oh, I'm damned to hell, so I have to live a good life and, like, repent because I'm, like, a sin- a, a living, like, abomination sinner. It's like, or you could just not believe in that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, I think he's religious, but he is also not, like, religious he be- until the very yeah. end. Yeah. But, like, he, like, prays when the guy dies. Yeah, and, like, but I think it's more of, like, just a ritual thing, yeah. like a custom. But anyways, I was just thinking about that. Those vampires are very religious, and I think we should think about that more. Yeah. I'm good. That's all I'm going to think about now. <laughs> no, like, it's weird. The cool ones oh. aren't. Like, who's not? Who's not? Werewolves, that's like a pagan thing. That's like... Yeah. Mm. Like, um, like, Damon in Vampire Diaries, he's not religious. Stefan probably is. But, like, Damon, he's not. And he's the cool one. Because he's not living in fear. (laughs) Wait, are there vampires of other religions, then? Oh, yeah. I think so. Because that's the thing with the the ritual at the end of this. It says, like, whatever religion you believe in. Yeah, it it was vague enough to fit any religion as long as there was a symbol of sacrifice. I think, like, most of the vampire we... Almost all of the vampire media we consume is, like, very Western. And so, of course, like, the Christian god is, like, who their enemy is. But I'm sure there's, like, equivalents and other stuff. Yeah. Can vampires wear stars of David? Depends. Are they Jewish? That's what I'm wondering. Like, a cross will burn him. Is it the same thing for other religious symbols? I think this has been addressed in some sort of vampire thing that I've seen. Um, oh, wait. Not even that. Constantine deals with demons by, like, guessing whatever religion they're associated with and using well, the no. symbols. I mean, no. Those are, like, the specific symbols of the demons. I thought it was the whatever they were associated with because there was, like, a cross. There was, like, uh, there's a bunch of stuff in I that. I think t- there are, like... I mean, it's just different runes that would affect yeah. them. But my point here is that, like... Like, that's a thing with other creatures, so it ought to be with vampires. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's whatever religion you subscribe to. So if you're an atheist, you're invincible. Listen, vampires! (laughs) A bisexual atheist vampire? You can't be stopped. The world is your oyster. I don't know why I felt the need to throw in... The vampire's bisexual. That's a given. All vampires are bisexual. (laughs) We, I mean, you just... You can't Every be, episode. you can't be a straight, like you can't be, you got to be open to all experiences because you got a lifetime to live. So you're going to live it. 
That's what I think. You think especially in the 70s, vampires were straight? No. Absolutely. absolutely no, absolutely. I, I am asking a rhetorical question <laughs> to the one listener who's like, Dean Ganja and Hess think, thinking that's a straight vampire. Not no. true. Absolutely not. Maybe that's why he was so sad about the guy dying. You know? Maybe. Maybe well, yeah. <laughs> I think that's why he was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, was, I believe it. I was expecting him that sex scene towards the end. I was expecting him to show up in there because I was like, this fits. Like, he needs to be here for this. <laughs> Um, the disappointment, I will say. Yeah, but there's a lot of dong in this movie. There is a lot of it's only two dongs, but you get a good amount of dong. Yes, yeah. The first one, you're like, little... oh, it's a little bit. Like oh, we just got like a side it's just shot. A flash, yeah. But it just gets more and more from there. Because it's in that scene when he comes out of the bathtub. bathtub we that's just get and a flash. that's no. I don't know if we said it, but. George, uh, what's his name? Maida. Maida. Maida is the writer director of this movie, yeah. so he he signed himself up to show Dong. There's also another scene yeah. where he's like just reading like a random poem to all the black male children yeah. or something. Um, I don't know. It was good, like good poem. Mm-hmm. I could not focus enough to like actually appreciate it all the way, but it was good. <laughs> and also, it seemed like because. <sighs> He says something about um, you are like uh, you are dying for love or something like that in that poem. And then the same sort of wording was repeated when he reads it in the book mm-hmm. about like dying for love. I, f- I can't remember what the wording was. But anyway, that was in between <laughs> him killing uh, Hess. But yeah. Molly, what were you going to say? Don't remember. Okay. <laughs> But back to the poem thing, it's like, it does that thing that I love in movies where the media that they're talking about relates to, um, yeah, like, thematically to the story. Right. What a cliche, am I right? No, it's cool. No, I, I mean, I like it. Easy A is, like, one of my favorite movies. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, they do do that in Easy A. That's, like, a direct thing in Easy A. She says, isn't it always <laughs> ironic that the media you're reading? Yeah. Oh, I love that movie. So uh, we see some scenes of uh, of Hess on the town, going to the doctor. Great blood. score. Yeah, with some great music behind him. He has a son. Yeah, that we meet. Not touched on where the son came from, and yeah. then we don't really see the son again. We don't know who the mom is, or where the son stays, or where the mom is. Yeah, but and we know the son studies French. What'd you say? Is the mom also a vampire? I don't think so. I think I he's know. divorced. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But then, like, he's holding hands with that old lady when they're coming up. I don't know. Like, is she his caretaker? Or, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, the lady that was talking to the kid? Yeah. Like, who is that? I don't What's know. Her I assumed, like, this was a school and that was a Oh, teacher. and he was visiting the school. Why was the kid holding hands with the teacher? I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, but there's this random son. He shows up and like talks to him for like five minutes, and they speak in French. And he lo- yeah, he's yeah, impressed he with his him. son. <laughs> and then we don't see the son ever again. And I was like, who is that? Why yeah. is he here? What's his role? And then right after he meets the son, he drinks some blood. He goes upstairs to drink some blood. Oh, that is very addiction like. Like yeah, sneaking away at a formal thing. Yeah. 
and then it's cool because like there's the him drinking the blood and then he cuts to a shot of just uh, the sun through the trees mm-hmm. and then the film makes it look red it's it's good it looks red um what else there's okay so there's the other people that he kills in the town he goes into a random bar this w- woman who's there like asks him if he knows like Dorothy Kincaid or something and she uh like it was I think she's just getting into like a story to like get his sympathy and interest so that she can take him home for like really yeah I think that was her that that I think that's just what she uses as her intro to guys yeah okay well um yeah so they go to her place I guess and they start to have sex and then he's like i don't know they stand up for whatever reason and then the other guy who's at the bar shows up and stabs him what is the situation here? i think I she was it. bringing him home and getting him comfortable and then they were going to kill him and steal all of his money and okay. go away i think that was the plan but they brought home a vampire and so right. the vampire killed them okay he yeah he's just kills them like very brutally and then there's a scene of him cutting like the blood and the blood like flow like spewing out spewing like out. yeah and then he throws up um, in a nasty toilet i hate in movies whenever people touch nasty toilets that's a pet peeve of mine i can't it's gross. We've, we've moved past it nobody clings onto a toilet like that no matter how sick they are that's disgusting you like I've never seen train spotting and I know that that's a like a gross thing in there and it like scares me to watch train spotting. You know what? You are right that they were doing that cuz they were talking about getting, getting the a money. score yeah. yeah or something like that. Yeah. He kills a lady with a baby? Yeah. I think I think and he And then he just leaves the baby so crying. So I think his day to day when he doesn't have blood bags is I think he goes into town and finds sex workers and kills them for yeah. their blood. I think that's what happens cuz I think that's what she was. Right. Well, um, that is a segment called uh well, not that, but like the segment is survival. Yeah. When the first kill happens, yeah. So like I think that's what he does and I think that's what he did with her. But I'm like, why would you find one with a like a person with a baby? that's fucked up and yeah. he just left the baby there yeah like really fucked up that's dark that's grim so clearly like i mean i guess he does have grounds to like hate himself because like i mean kill people but not that person yeah <laughs> he meets ganja uh she shows up at his house it's great like he sends his limousine to pick her up at the airport and then she shows up she is intense immediately she's intense she tells him uh He's like, where are you exactly so I can send my limousine? And she's like, I'm in front of the Pan America ter- terminal. And then what does she say? She's like, oh, you your tell driver- him you can't miss me because I'm that evil. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then she what shows an up intro. and <laughs> she's so cool. gets out of the car and stares at him, like just glares at him and then starts walking into the house and then is like, tell your boss I'm here. <laughs> and he's like, uh... And shows off some of her internalized racism mm-hmm. and he's like i am dr green and, and they start laughing and play it off um and then like they do it's weird because it's for a while before they like their chemistry really kicks off but like there's a lot of them like just being in the same space in the house and just like well they they have some drinks like yeah, yeah. but they're just like 
vibing. Yeah. Like, and she's just like snooping around his house and he's like laying there. Yeah. And then they like do it a hundred thousand times. Right. They have sex. Because um, she knows her husband's missing. He's straight up told her like, oh, he's missing. He's not here. Oh, and we get the vampire jeans that we asked for last week. <laughs> so much gene. And it's like, so the scene is like really dreamlike. Yeah. In the sense like that I was kind of didn't know how to articulate. <laughs> but it's cool. But these jeans, mind you, are like hugging his hips just right. <laughs> He's like where he Okay. This guy wears the fuck out of those jeans. I yeah. don't know if it was the seventies. I don't know what they had back in the denim and the water back then that just made everything so right with seventies <laughs> jeans. But he had it fucking going on. Yeah. I. If I were her, I simply could not cope. That guy, every single thing he's in, scene he's in, he's got like a new fit, and it's a different look each time. And it's like, yeah, can... yep, that works. <laughs> you know. You're yeah. Absolutely right. Every single scene, he has like a completely different aura to his outfit, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like. You, he can pull it off he has like the denim and the like the thermal suit. shirt he has the white suit with the red, red. like pointed collared shirt he's yeah. wearing like a really nice business suit in another scene like right. he's just different god oh it's i love 70s fashion yeah me too <laughs> i love the um women's costumes too like the one woman um you're talking about earlier who was in the house who like brought him back yeah. The dress she was wearing was so cute. Like that little blue one. Oh, yeah, yeah, with the red lining on it. Mm-hmm. And then Ganja's like big caftan. That she was oh. wearing in the same scene with the jeans. It was too much. It was simply <laughs> over lot. Overwhelming. Loved it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, the fashion in this is great. Honestly, fashion is just a pair of jeans. <laughs> No shirt, no shoes, just jeans. It really is, especially for the seventies when you're a vampire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Harish is right. This delivered on the jeans promise from last episode. I wonder how much denim the next movie we're gonna watch has. What is it? We're, uh, we're going chronologically, right? I bet yeah. I bet there's gonna there's be three hundred percent more denim. Quite a bit of denim, and I wanna say there's a denim shirt at some point. <laughs> Wait, what movie are we doing next week? Bleep it. Fright Night. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, yeah. I think a denim shirt's involved in a club scene. Whoop! The club scene? I think so. I think he's wearing one. I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking wrong. Maybe it's just a blue shirt. I'm thinking about this too much. We need to move on. Um. So, uh, she also tells him a story about that he's not interested in about how... Uh, she has a friend who smuggled weed by putting it in, in a condom and putting it up his ass. Yeah, and she acts like... I mean, this could have been groundbreaking at the time. And she's like, like, what kind of, like extreme madman has the like right. guts to do that and i'm just like she's like he wears like three pairs of underwear to because the dogs they'll smell it and she's just like it's amazing how he does it and i'm just like yeah, yeah that's what a lot I of mean, people did <laughs> but it could have been like a not right. as big of a thing then but right. the way she talks about it ooh, it's like they invented the internet and 
Ganja, I mean, has has the normal reaction, and he's like, so (laughs) (laughs) he just like has a bottle of wine, and it's just like, or a glass. I think he he just has a glass, and he's just sipping it, and just not paying attention. He does not like when other people (laughs) tell stories. He does not like hearing stories. He's not a good listener. No, no, very self-centered. They have breakfast the next day, and she's like ordering. God, she's an asshole. Yeah. To the butler guy. Jesus Archie. Christ. She is so mean to him. Like, yeah. just consistently no sympathy for him. And I, I don't know. All those scenes made me not like her. She got better. Was, she, like, redeemed herself. But I was like, God, I hate you. Yeah, she's great. But she is awful to the staff, to the help. Yeah. Um, In this scene, she asks him for... Well, she's like... um. When you go back to get the grape jelly, you're gonna get you're, the grape you're jelly. You're gonna right? do that, right? And he's like, uh, yeah. And she's like, could you also get the grits, <laughs> the hominy grits? And then she's also like, I also need an extension cord for a record player. Um, yeah. And then later on, there's a scene where she comes back with groceries and makes him carry like four bags and also like Help her out of the car he has all the bags in his hands just waiting for her to get out and she like just puts her hand out for him to help her out <laughs> and then like she walks up opens the door and then just like walks in the house and like the door closes behind her <laughs> and he's carrying like five bags of grocery stuff <laughs> yeah she's just like really like not great <laughs> not a great uh no it's very irritating she got my sympathy at the end but like from for a good chunk of this film i was like i don't like her yeah and she forces him to t- um she's like oh you forgot the wine and he's like uh he mr green dr green has a very great wine cellar and she's like well i need my wine and he's like, he'll get it. And then, so she, she basically like, forces no one's allowed him. in the cellar. She forces him to tell her where the cellar is. And he, I, cause I think he knows, he knows what's in the cellar. Yeah. And I think he decides like, Hmm, fuck you. And <laughs> lets her, because like, he doesn't have to answer to her. Like yeah. Not, yeah. she's not holding him. Like she has no power over him at this yeah. moment. But she's so, very threatening. Yeah. She's very threatening. So I think he's just like, mm, you're about to find your dead husband. <laughs> so she goes and of course finds her dead husband uh and then Hess comes back for dinner and we get this cool like one shot sequence where it's all filmed they have like this one of those long dinner tables and he's on one end and she's on the other end and it's all shot with from behind Hess's head Mm -hmm. um but like he's in focus so like she's far enough away that she's out of focus um and then like archie comes into the scene like later on and he's like slightly out of focus but still like close but it's it's just interesting that it's all focused on the back of hess's head because he's the one in power right there yeah like she she still doesn't know what's going on and she's just full of emotion he's like all right yeah there's nothing you can do about it. He's like, so they're supposed to be having dinner. He's reading the newspaper. He's like, doing a not crossword. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she's like, uh, I couldn't. He assumes she made dinner. And she's like, I couldn't make dinner um, because my husband was dead. I found my <laughs> husband's dead body. And at this point, this point, um, uh, what's his name? Archie. Archie walks out and he's like, has this shocked look on his face. And is just staring at Hess like, what do I do? 
has just has him clean up and then like calmly just like sits there and then she storms away and like starts trashing the living room a little bit well he goes he well has is like um just clear the plates it looks like we're not having dinner and he goes and goes to get her plate and then she like stands up and then walks Mm -hmm. all the way to the fireplace all all of this is still same shot and she's like walking further out of focus and you clearly see her pacing in the background um and she's mad um and but like the the archie is like unsure of what to do and is just awkward and then he comes and talks to hess and helps him out i don't know it was a very cool scene uh but then cuts to her and she like has torn something up i don't remember i don't know um anyway uh the next scene is her like it's kind of like one of those like when you're watching a play and then they have a character talking to the audience like Mm -hmm. just in the corner it's kind of like it's just her in like a dark room like her face is only her face is lit and she's talking about when she was a kid she's telling the story about Basically, her mom labeled her as a slut. Yeah, and she wasn't. She was right. like fine, innocent. So her mom was. Her mom, like, and believed she was a slut and a curse to the family. Right, and her whole life, like, she, um, just wanted her mom to tell her that she loved her. Yeah. Um, but the mom wouldn't do anything. The only thing she would do was compliment her beauty, and because of that, she resented her beauty because her mom liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then she's like. Uh, so like she decided to only look out for herself and do everything like to look out for herself. And then in the next scene, like, uh, her and Hess are chasing each other around and like laughing and she's having fun. She's all of a sudden very okay with yeah. the fact that her husband's dead because does not care she's that her fine. Dead. So what does it matter? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, explains her motivation, I guess. Um, so then they like fall in love and get married real fast. Right. And then he decides he wants to turn her into a vampire. So he goes through that process. Right. And she, it's not like she like knows he isn't as asking for it. He's just like, mm, I want this for you. Okay. Which I mean, I guess is normal. Vampires do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then like we talked about that and then um, this like sex scene and then uh like at the end of that sex scene with the guest um she like starts licking blood on his back and then like she like snaps out of it and he's like dead in front of her Mm -hmm. and hess is just standing there like watching from uh outside from the doorway basically um and they hide the body and they find out the the secret you know the like the shadow of the cross thing Mm -hmm. So the next scene oh, is and when they hide the body, she starts freaking out because she notices that he's breathing. Right. And she's like, oh, my God, he's still alive. Let's let him out. And he like won't let her. He's like, no, we got to yeah. go. Yeah. So they leave him partially alive. Right. Um, and uh, Hess, well, it, it cuts to like a church sermon. Um, it is long. Yeah. Yeah. It's the well, the, it's the whole sermon because um the dude like it's the guy from the beginning you know the minister who the reverend who like also helps hess but he he talks about how like um uh he talks about being high on jesus (laughs) um (laughs) and he also says like he also mentions like um 
you don't have to worry about the devil in here. I won't let any evil come mm-hmm. in here. And there's a vampire among them. <gasps> I thought that was cool. Um, but at the end of the sermon, he's like, does anyone feel like they want to be prayed for? Uh, just come forward. Um, and they start praying and then Hess comes forward and uh, the preacher does like lays his hand on him. He and, gets like, really into it. Yeah. And like Hess is like really into it. And I think like that's when he like actually starts to believe, you yeah. know, um, and he like turns around and walks out. Um, and then the next scene is him like slow motion running through a field like unbuttoning his yeah, shirt he's and like just letting dramatically it flow. like taking like opening up his shirt yeah. as he runs in slow-mo just really happy finally at peace um and then uh it, it's the scene the next scene is like him in a room with uh with ganja and like they have like a little setup they have a cross hanging and mm-hmm. a light behind it to cast a shadow on the wall and um so like he's sitting in a chair and he's like come with me um but like she doesn't respond i think and then he stands up and starts to walk towards the cross and then like it flashes in his mind um meta killing himself Mm -hmm. and like he he like like i don't know he like uh he just like drops and then like uh dies i guess mm-hmm. uh and it's cool because we we have the cross the cross shadow on his face um in that scene and then the very next scene it cuts to the cross on an ambulance oh yeah that's yeah, yeah. driving to, to come get him, him. yeah and they get him and they're like uh oh yeah you called the doctor and the doctor thought he was dead and she's like yeah he was dead okay that's it all right bye <laughs> and thank you they ma'am. leave and so she's just standing in the house that she now owns um, and sees uh, in the pool the the guy that they she killed. Yeah. Comes out of the get pool. Butt ass naked, just hanging dong. Yeah. And he starts running across that field right. for a long time right because it's, it's in like, slow motion it's in slow motion and it's not like oh like he's naked but we're not really looking the camera's focus is on right. his dick there yeah, are moments the where it's like perfectly centered and the guy's head is not even in the frame <laughs> we're just watching that dong just go up Fluff. and down like for the whole thing yeah and you're 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 just like mesmerized you're like how long could this possibly go for right like you can't look away and then all of a sudden out of nowhere he leaps over and it's archie's dead body on yeah, the field on the <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like ah the century there <laughs> And then that's the end. Well, it cuts to her face, and yeah. I think she like smiles or something. I think she killed Archie. Yeah, yeah, because she never liked. Well, him. she also earlier asked Archie like, um, uh, "When did you get hired?" Or he's like, "He's like, I, I came, came with, with the house." house. Yeah. So, so she didn't want him around. So um, my theory is that she killed Archie, and then like, um, my question at the end of this is, uh, what's that guy going to do? Is he alive? Is he a vampire? Yeah. Is he uh? Is he mad? I don't know. <laughs> He's just running. Know. Like, what know. did that mean? What was the meaning of that? Like moving on. 
I just don't know what that long like the whole movie I got it and then that very long scene I was like I don't know what to read at this for uh I mean I don't know I don't know. I, I, was, well, I was fine ooh, with it. Ooh, ooh. I, I figured it out. It's Hess died for love so that she can marry the <laughs> recreation center guy. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. And I was just lost, but whatever. And that's I mean, the end of it. That fits the theme, I guess. I don't know. And then it cuts to um uh the credits and it's kids. the kids choir Water's from the choir. church singing. And at this point Harish went to pee and Molly and I sat here and we were like, God, I hate when kids <laughs> we couldn't make it through the credits because oh god i hate kids choirs it's like listening to nails on a chalkboard it's secondhand embarrassment it really is you, at least in my experience half of the kids didn't want to be there yeah i'm sure this was different right no it seemed like the way the kids faces were they were also like what the fuck are we singing this for but yeah so i had to turn it off so if there's a in credits bit didn't see it couldn't make it through the credits but yeah that's the movie yeah um like it there's a lot of really good dialogue i wrote down some lines um so like when she first calls him she's like is my husband there and his response (laughs) is i haven't the slightest idea who your husband is (laughs) um and then uh yeah tell your boss i'm here is it's funny um and then when she like uh after they get married first of all after they get married her name would be ganja green yeah <laughs> good for her um, yeah is that on purpose you think oh i'm sure i, I was about to say i'm sure be. it was thought about right <laughs> but anyway so they're in bed and he's like so you, you think i'm psychotic and she's like yeah and he's like but you you don't think like i'm dangerous or what something like that he asks, and she's like everybody's some kind of freak yeah <laughs> um yeah uh i don't know it's it's like well written and like uh even that poem that we talked about and then the all of pretty much all of Meta's scenes are great. <laughs> I love. Yeah, he was good. Like that guy definitely has a background in doing plays and stuff because yeah. he knows how to like be like Shakespearean almost. Like yeah. he's very dramatic in some of the way he. Because the scene where he was in the tree, you don't even see him. It's just him like reading lines of dialogue, right. and he's like so effective in yeah. the way that he talks. It's really good. Yeah. Like I wish that guy would have done. Like he's only he was only in a little bit of stuff before he's he started taking off like shortly before he died mm-hmm. and um like he's just very interesting of a guy to watch yeah like i don't yeah. know he kind of reminds me of a little bit of like boots riley where he's like right. different background but like goes into movies and makes like real cool like i don't know metaphorical right. shit yeah um yeah i don't know i didn't really have a lot of other stuff yeah i don't either we can do segments yeah um what was the first one what would you do what would you do i mean um well okay the thing is like hess needs to like basically be like completely infatuated with you to not murder you and even so he murdered her but he like murdered her so she'd live forever so i'd die i would die yeah 
I'm not captivating yeah. enough for him. I don't have that kind of pull. Yeah, he's gonna yeah. kill me. Yeah. I'm fine with that. He can kill me. <laughs> but like, no, I don't want to be like the throat stabbed in the jugular, like spewing blood, dead. Make it quick Oof, yeah. and then drain me. I don't give a shit. Just don't do it fast. <laughs> But yeah, I, I would die. I, there's no way I wouldn't die. Yeah, I would definitely die. I don't know. I also don't particularly relate to any of the characters. I, 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 towards the end there, I was like, I like Ganja now. I want to be like her. But um, <laughs> I I still can't really... I, I just couldn't find myself in either of their shoes. They were both very... Um, I don't want to call them high and mighty, but they both gave off quite a high and right, mighty energy right. yeah. that I, I personally don't like in people. So I was like, ugh. Yeah. But like, they can do that because like, look at them. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> that's loud. Cool for me to even relate. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I'm fine with it for them, but it's not, it's not, it's not me. <laughs> I just like, they're both way too cool and I'm me. And I just, <laughs> I, I, God, I wish, I wish in my heart of hearts I was some like suave, denim clad, <laughs> move talking, rich, can walk out in the daylight wearing any man's clothes kind of vampire. Yeah. Alas, I'm. We we all heard what I'm like about forty minutes ago on the podcast. So <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> So I think we can all say we love it, but we're we can't dying. relate because we're all going to die because we're not as cool. <laughs> yeah. And that's fine. Um, so ratings? Uh, well, we have no, other the, the segments. Yeah. The awards. awards. Uh, oh. Jared. 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 It's going to get a Jared. Absolutely. This oh. is a good movie. You Oof. might not get it, but you can still recognize that it's good. We should explain what they are. So we give acting awards here at Tipsy Terror. There are two and a half um, of the awards. The first one for a good movie. A good movie gets a Jared Padalecki. Act- Jared Padalecki. Acting award. Say it? Jared Padalecki have, acting award. I do not get the name out. <laughs> Jared Padalecki acting award for excellence in acting. Padalecki just sounds wrong to me now. No, it's. I've cut r- all ties since Supernatural's over. Um, that's what a good movie is. A movie that's kind of bad, but, you know, you still want to give it some props for acting would be the Jensen accolade where you tried your best in a shitty movie. And then the half award that we have never once given out. But we keep threatening. The Mishioker Mishioker award. The Mishioker. It's like a mediocre movie. You know, maybe someone gave a performance that you (laughs) watched. Um, But this movie, I think it should get a Jared. It's awesome. Yeah. I don't know who to give it to though. They're all that. great. I'm gonna give it to um, is it Maitha? Maitha. Maitha. I keep wanting to call him Mathis. <laughs> I don't know. My mind keeps saying Mathis. Maitha. I want to give it to him because he he was just good. Like everyone in this yeah. movie is good, but like he, he was just good. I don't know. I thought he I he was also the writer director, so that probably makes sense as to why he was so in tune with it. Yeah. I was going to say, I want to give it to Ganja. I think she, when it, when she first came into the movie, that's when I really started paying attention. <laughs> Molly tuned in. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I thought she was great. You know what? I'll give it to Hess. Nice. Because they all deserve the award. <laughs> so, yeah, there really wasn't, like, I don't know. No one was, like, bad. Yeah, they were all good. Um, And he's great. He, like, has that just, like, arrogance, but also, like, he, like, he's allowed to be arrogant because he actually is that cool, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he played it off very well. Uh, anyway, what's our next segment? Oh goodness, uh, villain ranking. Villain ranking. Um, I don't. This thing is like, I is Hess the villain? I guess. Maybe. But he's a victim. He's a victim. Yeah. And then like. The villain is vampirism. Yeah, like I don't think there's a a, a villain here because everyone's everyone's complex and like sad. The villain is addiction. No, I'm not the doing end. that. <laughs> Number one villain. Oh my god, hurry! I I'm gonna say there's not. I don't think there's a villain here. That's me personally. I'm gonna agree. I yeah. just yeah. Victim of like villainous circumstance like i guess the villain is the guy who stabbed Hess. i i guess there's like this is kind of true for all vampires but like there are some baddies out there and i don't think hess is a baddie i think he's just confused and doesn't like he's still trying to figure this he's sad he's sad about his circumstances and doesn't know how to cope with them whereas like like that malice to him yeah like i don't know there are other vampires who's like life is just dedicated to like spreading vampirism and shit yeah which good for them i support your work keep doing it okay so what are we rating it out of bones uh cross shadows (laughs) caftans i was gonna say levi's (laughs) (laughs) Dong shots. Couldn't do that. There's at least three in this film. No, no, we can't. How Um, many little microbes of bacteria got in that one guy's mouth during the bathwater scene? Oh, God. Um. Like bone knife. Who said that? Bone knife. Bones. Bones. Pointy daggers. bone daggers. Bone daggers. How okay. many bone daggers? Let's do it. That's a great phrase. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm still thinking. I can start. Um, I'll give it a seven. It was pretty good. Um, Solid review. <laughs> do you want me to say more? No, really I think it talking? wraps it up. <laughs> you really want that, Sam? <laughs> Maybe later. I'm going to give it a nine. Ooh, I saw that coming. I think it's a great movie. I think um, there's a lot of symbolism that I didn't get. Um, and I definitely want to rewatch it. Uh, but it's it's just a very good movie. And I want am interested in understanding it better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... I'm so I'm so complete. Okay, here's what I do. I slap a seven point five on it because I was debating between a seven and an eight. But like the, I really 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 liked this movie. I thought it was awesome. I would recommend it for any vampire movie fan, because um, I think it's a really interesting take. And um, like, 
most creatures can be symbols for anything and i like seeing when vampires are used for like symbolism um i don't think i'm in a rush to watch it again because it is very um like your brain's trying to work while you're watching it and like so it's not like a a numb like you can't just be chill you gotta like want to invest and so and uh so like i don't know i'm more into like more uh attention grabbing like fun movies but like i can recognize that this is like a really solid good movie so i'll give it a 7.5 awesome uh so recommendations recommendations i have a I few i do not think of a single movie like oh, this one i have a few actually harish do you have any cuz i feel like we're going to recommend the same shit uh well i was going to say possession which i thought of oh, while we were watching it cuz that was another one where one. we were like uh didn't know what it was and then it was like it's another one where it's very symbolic and like i don't know yeah and it sticks with you because like harish and i have seen it once and we have a massive movie-sized poster of it in our living (laughs) room now (laughs) yeah Yeah. it's so good i want to watch that again though i mean i still think about it a lot i do too and i've been wanting to rewatch it maybe this one like give me a year and i'll probably be like "Mm, let's watch ganja and hess again yeah but i've got do you have anything else um uh i had a few uh i can't remember you go ahead well because I, I was expecting you to recommend let's scare jessica to death oh because yeah, that's, oh, that's great that's, that yeah. is we've covered it on the podcast it is a another vampire ish film where like the rules aren't really the same as what you're used to it's really long and 70s feeling like the shots are just like lurking and creepy right. like it's a very similar like ambiance to it it's just real creepy um so like it yeah it gave me similar vibes that also has a fuck we were just talking about possession that movie also has a fucking awesome movie poster (laughs) yeah um i wanted to also recommend martin oh yeah that was the other one that i wanted to say i couldn't remember what it was that is a george romero film which um Dwayne. uh i keep almost calling him Dwayne reed um what's his name Dwayne? uh the main I guy i don't know I don't uh, know like, oh my oh my god i normally can just fucking remember his name why can't i remember his name Dwayne. anyways he's the st- he's the star of romero's original um night of the living dead that's him like um Dwayne jones okay so Dwayne jones from ganja and has this movie oh he's had, yeah he's oh yeah been in night right. of the living dead the main character yes and so george romero directed that and then he made this movie called martin martin where he it's kind of the same thing where you're basically a human who drinks blood and but martin's right. like creepy as martin's, fuck it's yeah it's weird it's different from this but it like has a similar tone where it's like just like a sad dude yeah it's kind of just like an insult movie it really is and he like i don't know i like it it's like a it's a good movie i recommend anybody like like this like if you like vampire stuff this is an interesting take on vampires yeah martin himself not a fan of him (laughs) i do not like him um but the blood is the same they use the same kind of blood (laughs) it's that cheap 70s so that that was also a connection in my mind but it's martin's good it's just not like not my favorite um and then i had one more oh um this film called lose oh yeah all big fans of we saw in theaters that's just another one where it's not very similar thematically well i mean there's kind of stuff to it but um it's just like long and like there's not it's like this where 
there's dialogue but there's not a ton of it and like the dialogue they're saying is more like than being metaphorical and there's also like a lot of shots where stuff's going on but you're like what the fuck is going on like it's yeah. just the, your brain has to work the same and lose as i felt i had to work in this one mm. where it's just kind of you have to piece together some of the meaning and stuff behind some of the stuff kind when of. you said that yeah. i i when you said we're all big fans of Lose, I was like, I've never seen a movie called Lose. <laughs> and then and this whole time I was like, I couldn't figure it out. Yeah, that's a great movie. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah, it's a, I'm watching this movie while we were about the middle of the movie, I was like, I want to watch Lose. <laughs> like, I don't know, it just made me think of Lose. I would, I mean, I love that movie and recommend it uh, for anyone, yeah. but I, I don't. I would not consider that like similar to this. Like, I, I don't know. Watching this made me want to watch Lose. I can't that explain it. It is so fast paced and like you it the movie is running the whole time. Yeah. This is like very chill. Yeah, but I'm saying like there the scenes where stuff is going on, there's a lot of scenes where there's not any dialogue and you're just trying to figure out what's going on between the characters. Okay. Anything else? <laughs> That's it. You can follow me at Not A Credit Card and everything. You can get me at Save Our Shaggy. That's a Scooby-Doo reference on everything. You can find me at Midsummer Queen on Twitter and Letterboxd. And you can follow the show at Tipsy Terror on Twitter, Tipsy Terror Pod at gmail.com, um, Tipsy Terror.com, Tipsy Terror.rip, Tipsy Terror.wtf, Tipsy Terror.pub. Um, and that uh, those will go to a site that links to all of our stuff so yeah like share subscribe that's it bye 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 bye